Give us a give us a John Cena his uh, his uh, little uh, his saying and uh, and your best Dan from uh, New England CDC voice, please. You can't say me. <laughs> Greetings, Grandstanders! Welcome to another episode of Grandstand Podcast. Today, we have a very special episode. Well, actually, every episode is special, but this one in particular, because we have, uh, we have some special guests with us today. Um, but before I uh, go any further, um, I'd like to introduce my partner in crime, the professor. How are you? Hey, good, good. Out How's here. Everything? How's everything over there? It's nice. It's, you know, nice sunny Sunday. Yeah, hanging out Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday, wearing your Easter bonnet. So, every <laughs> yeah. every every great uh, sport uh, journalistic institution has a panel of experts that gets together to uh, to to and to talk about, divulge, uh, dialogue about the things going on in the world of sports. And of course, uh, Grandstand is no different. We have a panel of experts that we've convened uh, here to discuss, uh, you know, kind of the, the, the current events, the, the happenings in sports. And like we said, uh, although we're in the midst of season two, a season dedicated to what we would uh, we refer to as non-mainstream sports, um, we, we do reserve the right uh, or can if we want to uh, hit pause on our season and kind of uh, go on and take it aside or go on a little sidetrack and, and, and discuss something not necessarily related to this, to the uh, season um, currently going on now. So with that said, I'd like to introduce um, the, the, the ushers. So every, you know, every grandstand needs an usher to usher you to your place in the grandstand. But, uh, you know, I say that with a caveat, uh, beware, because uh, a typical usher will take you to your seat that's on your ticket because this is the grandstand and because you need to take everything we say here uh, with, as they say, a grain of salt because, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's like we said, it's theater. So even if you do get arranged in the grandstand by one of our ushers, uh, with their with their expert analysis on the sports, uh, beware that might not be your place in the grandstand. With that said, uh, I'd like to welcome my uh, good friend, associate, uh, Mr. Uh, Skitch Bourbon. How are you, Skitch? Hello, doing well, man. Skitch, where, where are you? Where are you checking in from? Coming at you live from Chicago, Illinois. You guys have that kind of like cute spring weather too over there. Oh, it's been great, man. Like, uh, in you guys, like you guys think like sixty-five, I think is cold or something like that. It's cold as hell, yes. Yeah, I was just talking to my buddy. We're out playing darts, and it's like our the the humidity is kind of creeping up, and it was like thirty degrees, and the coldness is coming up through our shoes and our socks, or you know, they're it's, but to us. We, I realized that like 30 degrees is our cutoff point of like 
yeah, you know, it's kind of cold now. Yeah, that's, but that's... Uh, but but it's it's getting really nice. Where we have days that are just like hell yeah, man, like forties. Uh, that's beautiful to us. <laughs> Seriously. Yep. Um, what could just really quickly, what are jarts, Scott? Can you tell, uh, can you tell, uh, uh, the grandstanders out there what jarts is? Uh, it'd be, uh, <clears throat> lawn darts. We're kind of a similar concept to horseshoes. You, you basically throw metal tip darts, you know, uh, about a foot long, maybe 10 inches. And you try to get them into a circle or near a circle and, uh, simple game, but it's fun. And, uh, I like it because you can't buy or sell them anymore because they they were they have a federal ban on them because they were killing people because uh, people get drunk and like just fucking throw. I mean, imagine fucking rednecks just throwing these things at each other. And that's what people did. You know, you get way too much beer in you and then you start thinking it's a funny thing to throw them at each other. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so They're like, like it, shooting each other with BBs, right? Yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. So it's got an edge to it. It's it's horseshoes with an edge. Thank you. Thank you for that uh, explanation. And also here uh, to my right in the grandstand studio, we have none other than my brother, Rafaga Palmer. Uh, he is here uh, joining us uh, uh, from San Diego, right literally right next to me. His, I can almost feel his cheek right next to mine because we're sharing the same mic. So Rafa, how are you? Welcome Fantastic. to Grandstand. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's good to finally be on one of these podcasts. So uh, it, it, for, for, for those who don't know, Rafaga was on the, uh, uh, the, the, the Super Bowl uh, field notes episode, and we had finally gotten him to, to commit to this. And, um, well, here he is now, and, and, and see what we can do. So, uh, gentlemen, before we go on, I uh, kind of want to give you just the, the one ground rule is uh, for this discussion uh, so, so, uh, we're not gonna, we're gonna do away with pretty segues, and when you hear me blow the harmonica, the C note harmonica, you know that it's, uh, it's, it's time to move on to the next subject, and it's time, basically, I'm cutting you off, and I'm moving on to the next question or to the next person. Got it? Yep. Got it. Very good. So, uh, just recently, the professor, uh, uh, was it just on Friday, I believe, uh, he was uh, at a WWE event. And, I mean, you want to talk about whether whether it's a sport or not. WWE, of course, is referring to uh, World Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, they were uh, passing through the great, uh, the great uh, city of, of, of New York, and they were at uh, something I didn't know until the professor told me, one of the meccas of uh, professional wrestling, uh, the uh, Madison Square Garden. Professor, tell us a little bit about your experience on Friday. Anything you want to share? Any, anything with regard to grandstanding? Any observations? Um, yeah, so it was, it was actually my first time uh, at Madison Square Garden. So, oh, no which is shit. crazy considering how long I've been here for about five, six years or so. And um, <laughs> I've never been to the garden. And uh, you said one of the, it definitely, the garden is definitely the mecca of professional it's wrestling. It's the mecca. Yeah. The mecca. Yeah. Okay. No, no doubt. Uh, yeah, dude, it, it was, it was fun. And, and uh, two of my friends um, who just hours before going, they asked what we were doing. Uh, we told them we're going to go watch wrestling and they said, oh, we want to come. And just by chance, they were able to buy tickets right next to ours. So seats. No way. Yeah. So, so it was like, a, it was uh, me. Whitney, my girlfriend, my friend Pete, and his girlfriend. 
And there was all it was their first time ever at a. I was gonna. Show. I was just gonna ask. It was their first time. Yeah. So, so I, I'm gonna come back to ask you questions about the the, the grandstanding that was going on. But um, we 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 discussed this last episode, and we had a really long, in depth episode about uh, about wrestling and this, the, the the beautiful spectacle that wrestling is. Um, but last last. Last uh, episode where we discussed is it a sport? I asked you, Professor, whether wrestling was a sport, and and you are the resident expert uh, with regard to wrestling, and you said no. And I'm gonna ask Skitch, Skitch, what's your take on wrestling? Is it a sport? Of course. Tell me, me why. Well, you guys are picky when you consider uh, what sports are. To me, pretty much everything's a sport. So. I'm, I'm going to be a pretty simple one. Like, I'm, I'm pretty much always going to be a hands-down, of course it's a sport, you know? Like, I'll consider masturbation a sport. You can get good at it. You can really work your game, you know, and you can because become proficient. You, because you know what? There, there might be an audience for that. Do you need an audience, though? <laughs> well, we, we, one of the things we talked about uh, uh, it was that I think uh, the professor said if it can create a spectacle, then we'll consider it a sport. Was it something like that, Manny? Yeah. Well, yes. If it will, if it can create a spectacle, it's worthy of us discussing. Um, but whether it's a sport or not, now what I want, whether it be with masturbation, with wrestling, or with anything else, um, my question is: is any is there any form of competition happening? Is is somebody? Or is whether an individual or a group are they competing with each other? It could happen. It could happen. I mean, just because it's not currently, there could be eventually spectator masturbatory. Oh, oh, hold on. Before I, I, we we could put a pause on that and we continue with that because I have a lot to say about that subject. But but uh, but I'm not going to divulge. I'm not going to. I'm not going to get into it because I want to ask. I think the guy who introduced me to wrestling. Not, not. I think I know. He's sitting here right next to me. Rafaga was a big time wrestling fan, and I think Rafaga and Manny were both uh, hardcore in the wrestling. Rafa, is wrestling a sport? Uh, yes. Why do you think it's a sport? Um, uh, the athleticism, competition, and the uh, drawing the spectators. Um, I think uh, I used to be the uh, hardened kind of guy, like. They could talk shit about NASCAR and uh, golf not being sports, but I'll tell you what, you ever play golf 18 holes without a cart? Uh, turns into a sport. It's a <laughs> lot of fucking walking. It's hard. Um, yeah. Wasn't there a golfer that like was cheating because he wouldn't? Oh, yeah. Part a... of the game is to walk to the next hole of professional golfing, and I believe he was an amputee or something. And Something was wrong with his bones. He, he, or something. A Spanish guy, right? Yeah, Sergio so Garcia. he uh, required... The use of a cart to go hole to hole, and uh, he could no longer be a professional uh, golfer because he would not walk from hole to hole. And you got to watch out for the cactuses too. The funniest fucking golf thing I ever remember was that dumbass who uh, fell off a little ledge and landed into like Joshua trees or whatever kind of cactus that like breaks off and sticks into your arm. The Troya. That was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so. Gentlemen, I think I think wrestling's a sport. 
the only issue that I have with wrestling, because of of, the, of a definition I gave last week, uh, this this would be my only my my I would throw my my existential two cents to this <laughs> discussion would be that um, I said during last episode where we were discussing is it a sport I said for me in order to be a sport there's got to be a loser right and. Hypothetically speak, or, or, or in theory, there is a loser in, in wrestling, right? There's a winner and a loser. But that loser has been predetermined by a narrative or a script. So is that, is that, is that, is that true losing? And I would, I would, uh, I'm going to open this up to anybody. I'm assuming, Manny, before I open it up, if you want to just comment on that, otherwise I'm just going to leave it out there and you guys, you guys attack it how you want. But if it's predetermined and the guy knows he's going to lose, then, then, and, and then, then what it, I mean, you can make an argument that, that even that kind of losing is, 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 is experiencing some kind of loss and, and, and pain and, and, and whatever you experience when you lose. But is it still technically losing if you already knew you were going to lose? Manny, you want to comment on that? Um, yeah. So, and, and it's precisely for that reason that I don't think I've come to 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 the conclusion that I don't think wrestling is a sport because of that because there is n there is not a real winner or loser um if anything the fandom of re wrestling fans aren't they're not there competing with each other like you don't have on one side uh I mean you do you have like people rooting for the good guy and people rooting for the other guy but they know that it's all they're there for the show at the end of the day wrestling fans are fans of of the spectacle itself as if it's a team and and the losers really are the competition is between the matchmakers the creators of the show and the fans who basically are 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 letting the matchmakers know we like this or we don't like it and and that's and it's this it's this constant back and forth between the the, the performers and the audience and the audience is telling them thumbs up or thumbs down on not on who wins or loses but how good of a how good of a dance did you just put on for us? You oh shit! I mean? so, so maybe the WWE is you know they're either winning or losing based on whatever our whims are. Yeah, yeah. Basically, the fans are dictating the direction of the show. If we just brought back, or if they just brought back the Iron Sheik, and it'd be like everybody could come together, we'd make Trump president, and then we'd beat that ISIS ass Iron Sheik, and then we can all have fun with wrestling again. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm so sick of Trump. Um, I really just, I want to talk. I, I, I feel like I could talk some sense into him. I, I really could. Uh, um, I, I just need an opportunity. I need a, I need a, a, a place to do it. Uh, well, that rabbi did that recently. <laughs> he, he got up there and uh, just stole the show in front of Trump and was like, yeah, I'm going to speak my piece in front of his whole uh, convention. So I have a question for you guys. Spring is in the air. Uh, spring sports uh, brings uh, baseball and it brings uh, March Madness. And, and maybe maybe this is uh, I mean, before we, we, we either discuss baseball very quickly or we discuss March Madness. One of the things that I wanted to kind of maybe I think this is a, a, a natural segue to something we were discussing. And I'm going to ask Rafa first. So, 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 so get ready because here's my question. Um, Steph Curry. The, the 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 very um, the very the the, the the superstar of the current incarnation of the National Basketball Association uh, is is having a, a banner year, and so are the Golden State Warriors. 
Vito thinks they're having a good year. Um, uh, but but anyways, my question is, what is it about? Uh, so so losing losing elicits these really these really like negative and and and, and like and and corroded passions. But too much winning for some people really upsets the hell out of them. And I happen to be a big fan of streaks and people who win and people who don't stop winning. I don't necessarily care either which way for the Warriors or for Steph Curry, uh, but but some one of the some of the NBA greats, some of the the former legends, the 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 elders, kind of came out and said, you know what, this kid would never cut it with the old guys. This team would never have made it against the Bulls. Uh, the record they're trying to break, and this this shooting three pointers all the time—that's cheating. What do you think of that, Ralph? Um, <clears throat> lifelong Laker fan, uh, first person to ever admit that I'm the sorest loser and the worst winner. So I will never ever uh, be like I'm not that guy. Like, yeah, the Warriors are having a great season. I hate that they're having a great season. Um, personally, I in a to a certain extent, I agree with uh, he's ruining the game. Uh, I believe a Chicago sports writer, Scott, I don't know if you caught this, uh, wrote about how the three-pointer and Steph Curry are ruining basketball because basketball is a, like, drive to the hole and slam it, you know? Jordan baseline dunks, you know? Stuff like that. And Jordan can shoot from the outside, too. Steph Curry can't, can't drive to the hole like that. Steph Curry can't get jump 15 feet from the baseline and just slam that ball like... Like Jordan could. Um, Kobe, I think, is the greatest to ever live. And uh, But I will say this. Steph Curry, um, I love basketball. Basketball is one of my favorite sports. And I think Steph Curry is by far the best shooter of all time, as of right now. I don't know what's gonna, how this game will develop, how he will age. But as of right now, he is by far the best shooter in the history of the NBA. Um, but, yeah, I hate the streak. Uh, I hate when there's no competition. I hate uh, when there's just one clear-cut winner. And the Warriors won't win the championship this year. Uh, so that's the only comforting thing here. You heard it there, folks. Um, I, I don't know enough about basketball to make any sort of predictions. But I do know that this reminds me of something. I'm going to bring it all. Like I, I always bring it back to, to me because I need to be able to uh, articulate it to my own self. But uh, in, in, uh, in about two or three years ago, Actually, a little longer. Uh, uh, the great Barcelona team, that that <clears throat> before the current incarnation of the Barcelona team, played a style of soccer called tiki taka. And I'll be very quick about what tiki taka is. Tiki taka is essentially Barcelona would make a hundred passes to get like uh, 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 ten yards uh, forward, and people would get really upset by the fact that all they did was basically they kept the ball away from every single team. I thought it was the most joyous, most beautiful thing you could ever see. Some people said, one, it was boring, and two, it was, you know, okay, it's ruining the game because now Barcelona has, uh, you know, basically changed the dynamics of the game, and, and it's boring to watch them control the ball the whole entire time. Two things, and then I'm going to leave it out there for you guys to talk about. Um, one is, I think that when a team is winning at that level, the, the competition goes beyond the other teams. Who cares if the other teams suck? Because ultimately that team is competing against itself and keeping that streak uh, going. So it's like it's, it's, it's showing up and being yourself every single day is a really hard thing to do. Uh, number two um, is, is I, I, I think that new systems change the game. 
if yeah. if if shooting three pointers is is cheating, then then why did you invent that rule in the first place? Some guy came and busted the the, the, the matrix. Yeah. Uh, anybody want to say anything? You hit. I was going to say what you just said, Mario. I I agree with you. It's if it it's not just like. Rafi was saying that, like, taking it to the whole, you know, is part of the game. But you know what? Maybe that's just what the audience wants because it's like, I want to see a slam dunk. I want to see fucking Spud Webb, who's like four foot tall, dunk a fucking basketball. But, like, seriously, like, a smart game, if if you can, if you train yourself to become a, a half-court shooter and that's your fucking shit, like, in, in no, and everybody's like, man, you're cheap and – no, it, it's like, sorry, dude, find a way to block me because I figured out a little trick that you guys weren't thinking about. And like you're saying with the tiki taka, whatever it's called, yeah? Yeah. It's, it's a paradigm shift. It's like, all right, you guys think soccer has to be played this way, but check what we just discovered. Defend that or, you know, try to try to work up against that. And it's, it's it should be open to interpretation and evolution of like what gaming style is played, you know, and – it might not be fun for a spectator, but fuck that spectator. They're not the ones playing the game. It, at the end of it, I hope that the players are not trying to cater their game to make the audience happy. Like, honestly, fuck the audience. They're, I think they're trying to win a game, you know? And whatever technique or uh, style that they use to win that game, I think is a, a great thing to do and go for it. Because eventually, eventually, defenses find a way to counter to counteract that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or right. offenses, and that it changes the game. Uh, professor, want to chime in? Yeah. To to that last point, I mean, that's that's Floyd Mayweather's. That's one of the things that's forever going to follow him. Um, he he is. That's what he is. Reject. He doesn't care about entertaining the audience. He cares about winning. Um, and so, on the one hand, it's it's made him, you know, who he is and undefeated. On the other hand. Uh, his legacy will always be tainted because uh, people were not entertained by his fights. At least the casual fan, you know, only more right. purists yeah. were able to appreciate what what he was able to do defensively. But um, um, I, this this is constant. You know, change is constant, and and what's and and what's even more constant is is old timers complaining about change. Um, and so people are are going to complain about Steph Curry and and. Um, yeah. changes in the in the in the basketball you know in, in in the system as you say or or um the same way you have goose gossage recently complaining about bat flips and um um you know the game the game is gonna the game is going to evolve uh, i'm glad you brought up sorry i'm glad you brought up goose gossage i haven't heard that name in a long time <laughs> <laughs> and we used to call one of my friend's brothers goose gossage because uh it was greg but he was total he goose fit him better than greg did but yeah, he he recently went on an epic rant about um, about how baseball is being ruined um, by by the new by Latin players essentially. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. So uh, what's hey, the theory the, there? On the, on the thing what about was he saying, man? The three pointer. So so it is exciting for people. Uh, for somebody uh, a lover of the game like myself, I uh, I I understand it's exciting and watching Jordan hit three pointers at the buzzer. Um, watching Kobe do it, like the the, the famous uh, Jordan with the flu fadeaway falling your ass, like that's exciting shit. But then people focus a lot on like Steph Curry's like forty foot three pointers. But in all honesty, a good shooter will always make that shot uncovered, and those shots always when Steph Curry puts it up ten feet from the from the three point line, 
he's not covering a guy relaxes and he's already set like he knows that's his that's his mentality that's like i'm gonna take any opportunity to take this shot and in all honesty that's not exciting because just think about when like a foul gets called or uh something happens the game stops and the guy just throws up a shot and boom just makes it from like 50 feet out because it's just like you know it's almost like a lot it just throws it up there that's not exciting because he's not being covered he's not uh there's no, there's no, not necessarily athleticism to it, uh, just no challenge to it. I just want to read this really quick. This was from uh, Bernie Lincecum of the Chicago Tribune. This is what he says about uh, the three-point says. Let's start with the truth. The three-point shot was created for people who couldn't play basketball. It was made for people who couldn't grow tall enough, dribble well enough, drive hard enough, or move fast enough. It was for the last kid picked on the playground, the one who pushed his glasses up his nose, the one who wore black socks in gym class. The three-point shot was made for you and me. For so, white guys? For white guys. Yeah. This is, a, this is about a 70-year-old man from Chicago, Chicago <laughs> Tribune columnist talking here. And he goes mm-hmm. on to uh, call it a well-meaning prop like instant replay, artificial turf, and social media. Wow. <laughs> Why don't you just have – I got it. I got it. We'll, we're going to make two new games of basketball, one for uh, black people and one for white people. <laughs> and the black people, all they do is slam dunk, and all the white people do is make three-pointers. And you can't even go – you, the white people, we, we have – it's kind of uh, ironic because now there's a no-white zone, and that's anywhere inside of the three-point. So, yeah, I, I, I like those two games. And then you could have, you could have, you could have a, a championship at the end of the season. That would, that would draw a lot of attention. In the NBA, it's fine. I, I get it. There's a good, good like, mix of all that. You have like guys like Durant. You have all those guys that are still power players like driving. But let me tell you. My time I spent in Spain and watching basketball there is the most painfully horrific sport to watch. It's like you weren't watching the same sport. It was boring. Nobody drives. They pass. They pass. A good game ends 76 to 80 They or do tiki-taka in you know? basketball too? Yeah. They oh, do. that's cool. Because you don't have – I mean, yes, now more and more there's like the more uh, American players going to play, so you have the big black guys and all that stuff. But in European basketball, it is fucking boring. Like – like you, if you're not scoring every like minute, like that's just—I mean, that's not basketball. I'm sorry. Is it Wait. entertainment or is it a sport? Uh, it's a uh, it's a like uh, third tier sport. <laughs> Wait, wait! I just—I uh, I believe uh, Sketch Bourbon just came up with uh, the problem of the racial divide in America, and we can solve it through that basketball game. I'm Hell yeah, really, we can! I'm really pushing for that, Professor. You, as a sociologist, do you think that would work? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to comment beyond that. I—I I, I have to keep my job. <laughs> Oh yeah, you can't you can't be saying uh, all right. I, I'll tone it down even for your sake. We, you can't be uh, being even <laughs> well, associated. No, no, no. We didn't say anything. We, no, we, no. I'm I'm joking. Um, it's, it's, if, I got a future to protect here. If, I can't if, have to if, find this extra I mean, if anything, with that, I mean, that's you know when we we've talked, we've mentioned it multiple times on on the show that uh, we we believe the NBA is going to to be the the number one sport eventually but um but but I think that in order for that to happen the reason why the NBA can't be the number one sport anytime soon is because it's too black for America like there's right. there's um it ha- there's white players I mean it, it percentage wise there's about almost the same amount of black players in the NBA as there is in the NFL but in the NFL teams are still led by the white general um and it makes it I think just makes it more 
palatable for Americans. Um, uh, NBA, I, I just don't think racially, I don't think America's ready for it just just yet. Yeah, we're still we're still hoping for a white haired messiah to to save us from everything. Well, you um, know what also might have something to do with why uh, basketball, you know, if it's considered a blacker sport, whatnot, and why it may never be. Um, like a national pastime, right? Like baseball um, is man. When you are watching basketball, you're right there and you can see like sweat dripping off these motherfuckers. And uh, you're, you're right up inside their, you know, piece. You, you see their, I'll, I'll keep it clean. But when you're, when you're watching baseball, <laughs> or when you're watching football, you're fucking far away. And they're like tiny little dots on a field, essentially, even if you're in like box seats, right? You know, it, there's a big difference of even uh, your vantage point as a spectator when you're watching those games. And that may have something to do with, uh, you know, who wants to really see, you know, if you're a racist, do you really want to see uh, the thing that you don't like right up inside of you doing amazing? <laughs> oh, it's really intimate. Dang it. You're just yeah. full of you're full of, of white cosmic wisdom today. Uh, <laughs> um See, I knew, I, knew, I knew this was going in the right direction. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, the ushers may take you to your seat. That may not be your seat, so just be careful that you get seated in the right place in the grandstand. Just just full disclaimer once again for you grandstanders out there. Um, uh, I, I, I'm just I'm going to just say it, and, and I want to segue to my next question, so uh, I'm, I might have to cut one of you guys off no matter where this ends. Uh, baseball season starting. Uh, I know I know who Rafa's prediction for the World Series champion this year. Rafa? San Diego Padres, always. San Diego Padres are gonna be world champions. I, I will have to second that. Uh, Scott Bourbon, you think uh, you think those guys are ever gonna the, the Cubbies ever they're ever gonna win a World Series? Uh, if you know humanity goes on long enough, I guess there's a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, real quick question. Yep. Um, I'm a Laker fan, so I, I consider them my, my, my one winning team, but I'm not from LA. What's it like to at least have like uh, like the Blackhawks? Are you a Blackhawks fan? You had you had the Bulls at one point. Like, uh, I mean, it's not that bad, right? Well, I I've never really been a person who felt that I had a home team, you know, or I never rooted for anybody. Even though I I grew up going to uh, Cubs games all the time, Sox games, um, I I just never felt a personal connection. So. To me, it's I, I don't really even understand that part of uh, watching sports, to be honest. But you do now. Well, in a weird way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but 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 uh, but just for the just so the grandstanders know, Scott Scott uh, Skitch Bourbon is a, uh, a, a an All American, uh, uh, All State. Uh, what what uh, foot, linebacker? What position did you play? Yeah, I was outside linebacker. And you, you're you're a pretty big, you're a pretty big deal in in the state of Illinois. Am I correct? No, I wouldn't say that. I was just half. I basically I would say that uh, I had decent genetics to be uh, a decent uh, athletic player. You know. So you're 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 you, you played sports. You may not be a. a, a yes. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I was good at them too. Okay. So just 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 putting it out there. Sometimes being a player doesn't mean you're a spectator. Uh, right. uh, professor. You want to add something about baseball, Padres, predictions? Well, I mean, I, th I think it's pretty clear the Padres are going all the way. Um, you know, stack team, so I, I don't think we really need to add much more to that. 
I agree. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, the, if, if, for, for, for those of you that don't know, the professor is, is also a member. Um, uh, he is a founding member of, of Pods Pod. Um, and we, we've talked about it very briefly. Baseball season starting again, I believe. Were you get, weren't you guys uh, recording a new episode? Yeah. Yeah, so, so you should check them out because um, in, in, uh, in, if, we, if there is such thing as a, a fairy godmother or a fairy godfather, uh, a pods pod is the fairy godfather of uh, Grandstand. So, uh, so, so get, make sure you support them, you know, like pods, like the Padres, P-A-D-S, pod, as in podcast. Um, so everyone's excited about baseball season, I'm sure. Uh, anything else you want to add? Anything, any, any, anything that, that, that you guys came up with uh, while you were uh, talking to uh, Padres today? Um, we actually recorded a... Uh... A special little episode that's it's it's only maybe like it'll be like 10 15 minutes long and um it's called hot takes um we awesome. we, we have to uh appeal to the, to the investors and um, they wanted us to make a more espn like uh mainstream show so which is uh, something this damn show is not not yet at least <laughs> were you aware that gg was on the padres uh instagram yeah I mean that dude. That's one thing to talk about here. I mean, within our our group of people, we've got Ralphie's over here who makes coffee for the Padres. We've got Art who plays music for them. We got Gigi who's like the no, team mom. Yeah, I mean we're we're pretty much we're like one step away from just being the Padres. And I'm going to be their interpreter. <laughs> Did you hear about this? No. Major League Baseball has just. Uh, they, I just saw this uh, press release uh, last Sunday. The, the the players association or I believe I forget who released this and basically saying from now on every major league team has to have a full-time Spanish interpreter on staff um, yes uh, uh, like full-on uh, interpreter so uh, I've I've uh, I've forwarded my resume to um, to uh, what's the what's the center fielder that doesn't like um, doesn't like our Mexican food Will Myers. Yeah, I, I sent I sent him a copy so he can he can read it and I I, I suggested some taco shops and I, hopefully if I become interpreter for the Padres I'll, I'll be showing those fools where to get some Mexican food. Mario, um, put it down to that El Gubernador truck, man. Tell them to get one of them. Yeah, Done. I, I'm gonna show these fools what's up. So um, so Dude, now we have the stupid. Padre interpreter, man, uh, professor. Dude, that'd be I've uh, I recently listened to an interview when the interpreter was horrible. Um, so I, th they need, yeah, they need you out there now, but you have to keep in mind, dude, uh, you were out here, you know how Dominicans speak Spanish. It's a whole nother beast <laughs> and, and you might have, to, you're going to have to practice and keep up with them. I'm going to go spend some time in uh, Harlem with man, uh, with the professor so I can, uh, pick up, pick up some Dominican Spanish. Um, um, yeah, I'm going to have to put in some work. Uh, uh, now let's move on to something that, uh, uh, this being Easter Sunday, um, when you guys, when the grand, when the grandstand listens to this episode, it will no longer be Easter Sunday. It'll be WrestleMania Sunday. Hence, why we started the show, speaking about wrestling. Uh, so happy WrestleMania to you all out there, grandstanders. Uh, but today, as we record, it's Easter. It's Resurrection Sunday. Jesus is back. He's alive. And with that said, keeping in with the spirit of the day, one thing you'd like to see resurrected in sports. Resurrection. Uh, sport or entertainment? <laughs> great question. <laughs> great, great question. Uh, 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 in the Catholic Church, it's it's a sport. 
guy gets nailed to a cross in the Philippines. People do all the whole, the whole, that's a spectacle if I've ever seen one. And, and uh, I think there's definite loser and winners. So uh, anybody care to comment on that? Whether, whether, uh, what was, what was the question? Resurrection sport or uh, entertainment? Is resurrection a sport or entertainment? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. yeah. Uh, I mean, there's that's about as 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 severe as winning or losing can get. Right. Think about being dead for three days, and then not only having to come back to life, but then having to come back to life and move a fucking giant rock out of the way. <laughs> Sorry to throw us off the path there. No, no, that's fine. Uh, 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 that's actually that, that that was a very poignant comment. I did say resurrection. Uh, any uh, what should we resurrect? Uh, either professor or Skitch. Um. So I I what I would like to see resurrected in sports, and this actually relates back to what we've been talking about. Um. You know, it seems like San Diego has been clamoring for a an MLS soccer team. Mm-hmm. Um. Which I I'm gonna just say it now. I I don't care for one because um, it's mls and so you know is mls even a sport but <laughs> what what i do what i what i would like to see resurrected in san diego on the other hand is a basketball team an nba yes. team and yes. and i know it, and going back to what we said you know it's <laughs> the nba will one day be the number one sport when 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 we're ready for it but um right. if it's going to be the number one sport i would want san diego to um, to to be in on the party, right, right. Well, would 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 it be? And I'm not. A, I'm not even gonna make it a white and black thing. Would it be a three pointer team or a slam dunk team? Cheers. <laughs> uh, Mexicans like shooting threes. Ah, <laughs> see, that's that's what I'm talking about, Professor. Uh, Skitch, what do you want to resurrect? All right. Uh, just in general about anything sport. Yeah. I would like to resurrect uh, a true passion for the sport itself. And by removing ego from the game, I think it could be possible. And to make like sports more uh, essential or more pure, as I think that they possibly were in a previous time that I bet you like even our age, we don't even understand that because we're used to uh, – sport being a uh, celebrity type, you know? And I do think that ruins the game in my understanding because, uh, I mean, look, are, are these young kids that are like ripped out of uh, high school, are they doing it because they love that fucking game because they're good at it or because they want to be popular? Do they want to, you know, like when we started mixing this uh, fame with sport, I think there's something that pulls away from sport and it becomes a uh, whatever that would become, you know, a, a popularity contest rather than I love this sport and I want to play and I want to be the best that I can. So that's what I would hope that could be resurrected. Yes. And, and uh, 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 so what I'd like to resurrect, the two things I'd like to resurrect and, and the, uh, well, one is very personal, and that is I'd like to resurrect the the orange and brown Padre uniforms. Um, I, those need to come back. We got some half-assed deal with blue and orange. It looks really weird this year. but uh, blue, and, I, blue and yellow, dude. It looks like the yellow. Chargers. 
Jesus yeah. Christ. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, whatever. It's just, I, don't understand, I don't understand why they don't want to go to Brown, but it doesn't matter. I'd like to resurrect those uniforms. More, uh, more than enough people have spoken, and we want to see those return. Um, the other thing I would like to resurrect is um, I'd like to resurrect the, the, the idea of players staying with one team. You know, of 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 creating a more locally flavored uh, team. I know that that's never going to happen, but you know, neither is resurrection for that matter. But um, uh, I I really think that something very beautiful was lost with uh, with uh, in economics. They call it globalization. That hit sports way before it hit the rest of the world, and that is. As money became such a, and this is to, kind of to what you're saying, Skitch, kind of as money as money became the the number one uh, force in sports, it, it changed it changed the, the the face of it so much so that now these these cities with these teams or even national teams, their identities are no longer connected to a place to a sense of place, and and I think it'd be really beautiful if if you know we could resurrect the good old days when. Um, you know, Willie Mays, who played for the New York Giants, he actually lived in Harlem and he would walk to the polo grounds to play on, you know, play to play his game, to go to his game. You know, I mean, how amazing would that be to kind of have that experience, that interaction with the players? That's never going to happen, of course. Just saying uh, I would like to resurrect those two things. Uh, anything you guys forgot to mention with regard to resurrection? Guys used to retire to not be traded. That's just, I think that's just the cap to that comment right there. They used to just flat out retire, do not be traded. So I'd rather quit than fucking not. Like they were kind of being forced into being traded, and they're like, no, sorry, man, I'm, I'm done. You're not going to do that. Yeah, kind of like right. that? Huh. Okay. Uh, I think Manny would agree with me on this one. The, the resurrection for me would be uh, heckling and, like, bring bring the manliness back to uh, <laughs> back right. to sports, like, Come Even on, women's like, sports? You're, you're making millions and you can't handle a guy giving you a hard time in the sand. Uh, I mean, Manny has been witness to many, 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 many nights of drunken heckling on my behalf. Uh, my claim to fame is that I caused the uh, the Padres' victory against the Dodgers two years ago by heckling the pitcher while he was warming up. True story. I, true, true story. <laughs> and Yoshi uh, was there with me. And as he was leaving the bullpen, I said, hey, Brian, look at this Brian Wilson, the closer for the Dodgers. He had to go in. Throw, make, I was hoping it was the other Brian Wilson. And I look at, I said, look at me one more time. And I had just been heckling the guy. And he looks at me and I go, I'm in your fucking head. You're going to blow it. And sure as shit, he gives up a home run and blows the game. And, uh, and, it, and the, the best part of that is that ended with a lady with a two-year-old in her arms, flipping me off as she was leaving, and I grabbed my T-shirt that I had taken off, balled it up, threw it at her, and hit her in the face with it. And That's assault, brother. The grandstand, the grandstand is no place for children and women. It's thing of men. It's like if you can't, if you can't go to a baseball game, if you can, if you have the balls to come to San Diego wearing a Dodger jersey, and then you are just sad because your team is losing. You have to call the usher in security because there's a drunk guy behind you talking shit. I mean, I used to go to the game with my dad, and beer used to get spilled on me. Shit used to get thrown at me as a fucking eight-year-old. 
And it wasn't like my dad was like, that's like, guess what? You're at a, you're at a baseball game. This is a, this is man shit. Just deal with it. So, um, if, like I said, the ushers, they, they usher you to your seat, but you got to fucking find your own place in the grandstand. Um, um, you know, if, 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 uh, any girls want to, uh, come, come grandstand with us, uh, uh, be, be our guest. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> Scott, <laughs> I like that even better. Um, so my last thing that I want to talk about, and um, just because I can, because uh, I just want to continue grandstanding. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, Professor, is there anything else you want to add to that? No, no, no. Uh, no. I, I heard that loud and clear. I, I don't think that was a resurrection. I think the, what Ralph is suggesting, we need to crucify women and kids from sports. <laughs> <laughs> Raphael, I grew up, my dad was the dude who we'd sneak down to the box seats at like the fifth or sixth inning when most people left. And then my dad would be the one yelling at whether it's a pitcher or uh, one of the coaches. But yeah, I grew up with a dad who would, oh, and one of his best techniques, and he told me this when I was a little kid, you can't forget it. He taught me how to piss in alleys and how to drink beer out of a uh, a paper bag because he's like Scott if it's in a paper bag nobody knows what it is I'm like that's pretty interesting so that what do you, what do you and I you know I realized many years later oh my dad likes to get drunk before the Cubs games okay I get it but yeah I, 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 I'll be the first one to admit I am the worst Manny has seen has seen this many times like the worst as in like people like pack their shit up and just leave the game because they just can't handle them anymore and as they're leaving I'm rubbing my eyes, going where, 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 like stuff like that. The worst. Like, so I appreciate a man like your father. Yeah. Is there, a, is there a, in in Mexico we have a saying el que se enoja pierde, uh, basically literally translates to he who gets mad loses. Is there is there a, a, a matching idiom in uh, in uh, in English for that one? He who smelt it felt it. I don't know. <laughs> 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 We have a complete our, our our show has a new demographic now. We've lost people and we've gained new people. So so thank you, ushers. Thank you very much. And and we were waiting for John, who I thought was going to be the uh, wild card, but fuck it. Apparently, um, we've we've got more than we can handle here uh, today. Um, last thing I want to talk about, and unless uh, we're we're done with the with the resurrecting, ha- happy resurrection, by the way, to all the um, uh, Christian folk out there. Um, 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 we were talking about uh, rock climbing. Is it a sport? And I want to end with this because I was uh, having a conversation with uh, with Skitch last night, and he said he used to rock climb. To which I said, "Oh, good. Now we can finally get into this and 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 figure it out once and for all if rock climbing is a sport." Because I said rock climbing. Not a damn sport. I'm not just not a fan of rock climbing, and uh, 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 I would be a, a, a fan of, of snowshoeing before I'd be a fan of rock climbing. Skitch, why is rock climbing a sport? Well, you guys can decide if it's a sport or not. Uh, the only reason I could tell you why I enjoyed it is because I can, um, I, I can uh, uh, challenge myself. I can make myself better at something that is kind of ridiculous to do in the first place or you know maybe it's a skill that does have value at some point but to me i don't care if it's a sport or not but it's it's a process that you can go through and um 
I, I like ones that are even I think team sports are very, very personal. And, uh, you know, you're always competing against yourself. And to me, you know, as a loner in my whole life, I found it as a great like non-social sport way to uh, use my physicality um, to do something that, you know, maybe ridiculous or just fun. You know, so that's kind of that was my approach to it, uh, just why I even did it. You know, and half of it was like, yeah, OK, I'm going to go into fucking some weird place and climb rocks. OK, sure. But, um, yeah, that was my approach to it. Yeah. Is there a question whether it's a, it, it, like you, there's a doubt whether it really is a sport here? I'm, I'm, it's I don't know. Watch Alex Honnold uh, climb the three faces of Yosemite in 24 hours. No ropes, free climb, 24 hours to three faces. It takes the average, like, good climber five days to climb El Cap. This guy climbed the three faces of Yosemite in 24 hours. Um, and I didn't watch it live, but I watched the documentary, and it, it's a sport. It's fucking entertaining. Like, uh, and this guy, uh, his win is getting to the top. His loss is slipping and dying. So... That's, I think, uh, when there's death that's involved, the that's ultimate loss. support. Damn. <laughs> he died while climbing? No, no, he didn't die. He didn't die. Oh. I said, if he slips, he, like, the... the Dude, if, if like, he would have died, it would have been a sport. But since he didn't die, fuck it, it's not a sport anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, like Mario said, there has to be a loser. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> I think... Uh, that rock fucking lost. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um... Uh, I'm gonna say one last thing, and then after I, I give I give my I, I, I get off my soapbox. If you guys want to come, <laughs> otherwise uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it to the hole and slam dunk this motherfucker. Um, and that's not an endorsement. That's just uh, that's uh, I like slam dunks. He's um, pro black basketball player. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Read into it what you what would you wish. Ah, with that said. I wanted to say something that I keep hearing all of you kind of say in one way or another in your own uh, poetic way, uh, ushering us to this idea. And that is, um, I was talking to uh, this, this, this writer, Umberto Fox. He writes, he, he, he's, he's, he writes a, lot of, uh, a lot of garbage uh, uh, and he talks a lot of shit about different things. But I was, I was watching a film called El Fandi. And this is sure to upset a lot of people to say that I watched a film about a bullfighter named El Fandi, David El Fandi in Spain. Uh, and the film talks about how this man was the, basically of his time, of his generation for this period in, 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 his, in a season or whatever you want to call it, this guy was the most prolific, most proficient, most dominant guy at his, and I'm going to call it a sport, uh, um, but he was the guy, right? And in, in bullfighting, when you when you when when you when you have a, an excellent exhibition, you get you get an ear. If you have a great exhibition, you get two ears. If you get a tail, it's like all these basically they cut it off the bull and they hand it to them to the to the bullfighter. But this guy El Fandi went on this uh, streak where he uh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm just throwing this number out there. It's 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 kind of ballpark range, but. This guy, for 154 showings or something like that, basically the guy killed it every single time. 
he was a master. Like he, he, he was he was the streak. He was Tiki Taka. He was the guy competing uh, uh, against himself, climbing up that wall. He was he was the he was the Steph Curry and the and the and the and the Warriors. This guy played himself because so much of, of, of bullfighting and well of all sport is theater and, and this and the, the, the spectacle of it. But I was watching this film with Umberto and Umberto said, imagine this. He says, because I said my comment was, well, you know, this this what's what's the big deal? The guy's bullfighting. He's it's, it's like it's an arbitrary thing. Like like I still don't know how I feel about bullfighting. And, and I, I don't know I don't know what my take is on the whole thing. And, and he says, you know, and, and anyways, it's kind of boring to keep watching this, this guy just win and win and win and win and win. And he says, listen, man, you're not watching him win. He's like, it's like, why are you lacking in, and here's a word we use often in grandstand, nuance when watching this guy. He says, what you're looking at is no longer whether, you're not looking at a winning streak, you're, not, you're just looking at this guy play himself every day, coming out there, when he's sick, when he got in a fight with his wife, when he yelled at his kids, when he like stubbed his toe, when he had a shitty morning, when he, you know, he had the the squirts, all that shit. He's still going out there every single day and playing him playing his character that he's playing in this in this arena. He says, You try playing yourself for 154 days straight and never breaking character. And that's I think what made me realize the beauty of watching streaks and people win is that it's no longer, like Skitch said, about the other team, about the spectators. It's about can you continue on this really, you know, uh, just, just, just one of those things. We've all experienced them where you get on a streak and it keeps going and it keeps going. And then it just becomes the most, in, you know, engulfing, most, most like uh, a, a, a Beautiful things one can experience is doing something over and over and over without breaking character. If anybody else wants to comment, otherwise, that's my piece for today. Uh, thank you, ushers, for joining us. Thank you, grandstanders. Uh, anything else? No, I think that's a good way to, to take it home. Um, thank you, grandstanders. Thank you, ushers. The ushers will be back. Yes, ushers? Yes. Yes. Did, did I get a yes over yeah, there, Skid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, All right. Uh, and hopefully next time we can get uh, 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 Johnny uh, Julio Santanez to, to join us next time. That'll really, you know, that'll really put us over the top, I think. And thank you very much. It was a pleasure talking to you today. Thank you, grandstanders. Keep grandstanding. Uh, enjoy WrestleMania today. And uh, that's it. All right. Rejoice. The Lord has risen. Thank you, gentlemen. That was awesome. Check that guy out. Um, I was I watched one of his bullfights where uh, the best bullfighters they they uh, will fight all three bulls that day, and he was gored. Went into 45 minutes of surgery, came back after he had surgery, killed the bull, and left. Salió por la puerta grande is what they say, and that's there's no sport in the world where that happens. 
Like, nobody goes and has surgery and comes back to finish the game. Yeah. Uh, 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 what was that guy, the Phillies pitcher that put like uh, red paint on his ankle? Because supposedly he broke his ankle and it was a lie. Kurt Schilling. 